welcome to Gamer's Table, a podcast discussion of tabletop role-playing games, war games, movies, books, and various other game-related topics. Be warned, this show contains explicit material that may not be suitable for all audiences. Hello and welcome to Gamer's Table. My name is Eric. Hello, I'm Mike. This is Dan. I'm Mark. I'm Deuce. I'm Jason. Today we're going to talk about... New uh, metal, motherfucker. We're going to play some new metal up there. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> was. P.O.D. <laughs> he went out for a what? smoke. Oh, uh, what did you smoke out there, man? <laughs> a Winston. <laughs> is a Winston-flavored crack? That's Winston Kush. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped some shrooms or something. <laughs> we already talked about this. Yes. Don't, shrooms and podcasting probably doesn't work. <laughs> Not work at all. You just stare at your mic for 20 minutes at a time. And it's moving. Uh, compelling content. Take two. <laughs> Take two. No, I'm, I'm keeping that. All right. The topic is uh, sacred cows, lame ideas, and bad experiences. Why some people will not play some games. First one that comes to mind, and it's uttered probably weekly by Dan, is he will not play a game based on a television show or a movie. Why? It strays a little too close into the world of fan fiction, which oh. for me is the bottom of the barrel. Fan fiction is the bottom of the barrel. Pretty much. But Fur- I mean, there's, furries, there's some really good furries games. fun fiction is bottom of the barrel. No, I don't think there are because every one that I've read, it seems like they're just mailing in the rule system based on a couple series of a television show. I don't, uh, all right, well, okay. Look, look. They're, 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 all they're doing is capitalizing on hardcore fans. That's all they're doing. They're mailing in the game. I would, they know I would agree with you on some points on that, but I don't agree because Star Wars is a good game. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars has every, always been a good game. Every iteration of the game ever has always been good. It's even even the original, works. was it West End? Games. West End yeah. loved it. That was I'm a great game. I'm pretty sure you love it because it's Star Wars, not because it was an actually good game. And what's wrong with that? They're two totally different conversations. You could almost make good point mechanics that the role playing game kept the Star Wars thing alive until the new edition. No, the Ma- new I would agree. I believe that was Mattel or Hasbro, whoever has the rights to make the no, toys. They didn't, they didn't no, make the toys, toys for like totally fifteen years. Totally. There was a fifteen year gap between. Well, maybe more than fifteen years. Maybe more like graphic 10. novels uh, and role playing games. That was what kept yeah, it going. Yeah, Dark Horse definitely. Yeah. Oh, and and the actual novels. Yeah, and graphic novels or fanfic. I totally agree. Yes. Well, I, I, mean, I think you could say all of expanded universe Star Wars is fanfics. Uh, that's why I don't read it because it to me George Lucas created Star Wars. He also wrecked it. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> that's true. You know, I, I agree. He did. He did rape my childhood. And yes, no doubt. But. Thank All that stuff Posey. in between, it was just him making money. Well, I don't think he Highlander tooted it or anything, but uh, hey, it's not that bad. Well, Michael Ironside was the bomb. And no, it was right. not. That movie was horrible, <laughs> and you know it. It's very similar. You watch Highlander 2 with all the, the references to Katana cutout is about as good as episode 1 with all Jar Jar cutout. Puke. I disagree. <laughs> well, if you go on that a game is going to be good based on its original content, then uh, doesn't Firefly win? I no, I don't say a game will be good based well, on. You're its. saying that it, we liked it. We like Star Wars because we liked Star Wars. Right. Yes. Agreed. And I don't think we've really tried to play Firefly though. I know Mark and I both own the book. So. Oh yes. 
Right. Why you bought the book knowing you would more than likely never play it. You no. bought it because you love Firefly. Well, I bought the book because it was like $3 in the discard bin. You I bought the up? book the year it came out at Gen Con. Yeah. And yeah. That was not, if you got that but book. I got it the next year. Yeah. It was 3 bucks. <laughs> you got If you got it for 3 bucks, you got a steal because you can't get it anymore. And all of this speaks to my point that it has nothing to do with the actual game. It's collectors and people who love the show. The mechanics of the game are not they, – they just mail it in. But isn't that well, – I, I will admit that I bought the uh, Farscape game book just because I like Farscape. And nobody's going to play that. Movie. And the same with the Babylon Five game. and the Buffy. <laughs> the Vampires would totally play Farscape. I'll play Farscape. <laughs> of course I, you would. I'll play it. I'll play Far. I love Farscape. I'll play Farscape. Okay, I have a question for y'all. Would any of you play a role-playing game based on a TV show or a movie, but not the actual role-playing game made for it? So say like take D and D rules and play Star Wars. Star well, sure. Star Wars that is. Well, that's going to happen in the last that two That crosses editions. over. I'm right. saying like play Farscape, Doc- Doctor Who, with D and D rules. Uh, it's like take, use the setting and not it's, the mechanics. It, right. It's hard to do because you have to kind of wedge so much stuff into it. There was a, a group out there that made Dune role playing game based on uh, D20 modern. It was D20 modern, but then there was another one. It was like D20 uh, sci-fi or something like that. Yeah. Is that the one where they were trying to do D20 Shadowrun? Basically, I guess so. Essentially, you're right. It is like fanfic. But I guess I'm kind of snobby in that if somebody comes up with something online and says, I've got a game based on this show and I use these rules and stuff like that, I go, F that. Exactly. But I, but I'll play a game based on a movie or a show because I bought it. But if Knowing it's, full well that it's probably the same caliber people who are writing it. Those are fans that are making. I'm sure those are fans that are making. Right. Well, someone sure. who has never it's seen like, Dune. It's, is it someone who has an education in the English language and writing it down versus some doink who lives with his mom? And oh, I thought you were slamming me. I was like, I got a minor in English. No, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking. About, I was like, you know, <laughs> not every day. Usually, is publishers a day hire writers to write things as opposed to the doink who lives with his mom. You know, just. Banging away. Well, know. I'm going to contradict that because I personally, just for anything, I would rather have somebody writing something who loves the topic as opposed to a canned writer just because it's just getting paid writer. to do it. Right. Mike, you, right. you started to say something, buddy. No, I was going to say you would not play a Dune role playing game unless you had seen it first. Oh, or you know, read the books. Up, oh, Dune oh, yeah. Play. Oh, absolutely. Well, I, I, well, I completely That's why I say t- they're just cashing in on a quick spot. If you're going to play a Dune role-playing game and just base it off of the movie, then you're missing out. Right. You have to have read all the books. All the books. So. <laughs> What's your slant, Mike? My slant is not uh, the same as Dan's necessarily. I believe my, my personal one is Middle Earth. I don't like running Middle Earth role-playing game because of living up to expectations. Well, would you, but would you even play? If somebody else ran it, would you even play it? Sure. Oh, you would. I, I was always under the impression we've, that you would not. I don't think we've played. I don't think we've even attempted Middle Earth since like I've ninth not, grade. I've not ran Star Wars either, uh, but I'll yeah, play it. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought you did run Star Wars. Mm. No, I, as I recall, he's never. Done. See, the problem with all of these is you run into where do you draw the line as to what you're creating and what is already canon. By right. the real right. creators, uh, and you know, the, what? and which is why I think Old Republic works because it's so far removed right. from the actual true, canon. True. I, I agree with Mike about Middle Earth is that story revolves around ten or twelve characters, and the and world is mostly po- populated. <laughs> it's based around those ten or twelve characters, and most of the richness of the story comes from dude talking about this elven language that he made up. Star Wars, you have a whole galaxy. To play in, you know that the you know the rebels are going up against the the evil empire, and you know that there are more rebels than were, than were just the ones that were hanging out with Luke and Han. So you could be 
a rebel fighter pilot on some other planet at but, some other rebel base. Right. I, I, I see what you're saying. But, <clears throat> but I think, they're irrelevant because we know how it ends. Exactly. And that's what I was going to bring right. up. When you're playing a game based off of somebody else's intellectual property, how much freedom do you have? Because, I mean, how many times do we play the old Star Wars game and, you know, oh, well, I'm going to go to Tatooine and I'm going to kill Luke Skywalker. Did we do that? No, I mean, no, I'm just saying people would bring that up. They would always bring it up. Or you bring it anytime you bring in an established character into one of those games, it immediately cheapens it. I, I think the, the first times we played Star Wars, we got a little out of hand. And if I recall correctly, we killed Darth Vader. That, had, get, that gets yeah, a little Yeah, because you can do that. Well, not you know. we. I say we. It was probably like one guy. When everyone's know. wearing uh, bounty hunter armor and has lightsabers, right? Got out of here. Right. right. Well, so, that's that's the difference between role playing as a child and role playing as an adult. If you're playing Star Wars as a child, then yeah, you probably you want to make yourself part of that story. I, I understand that. I mean, you know, I remember being in in the neighborhood, running around with a wiffle ball bat, pretending I was Luke Skywalker. So I mean, you know, when you're a kid, you identify with the movie and the show, or you want to inject yourself into that. I've run Star Wars. I've run Star Trek. For me, I put so much weight on canon that it ends up taking me twice as long to come up with stuff. If you ever play a Star Wars game with me, if I drop a name or if I have something in it, you could probably go on Wikipedia and look it up, and it's in That's there. Wikipedia, not Wiki. Wikipedia. Yeah, it's Wikipedia. That'll be in the show notes. So I'm I'm so hyper aware of that kind of stuff because I want it. If somebody actually references what I'm doing, I want them to go, "Wow, that really existed." You know, he really pulled that up. Yeah. Last time I, I was, I was the last one that ran Star Wars out of all of us. I ran it at our Monday game and Eric had told me about Wikipedia and I'd never been there. So when I was putting together my story, I knew I wanted to take place during the Clone Wars. So I went on to Wikipedia and I found a location that they basically had very little information about. And that's what I used as my setting. Nobody really knew anything about it, including myself. So I could kind of make it up. So let me be clear here because this is kind of the heart of the problem, you chose an area that was so far removed from the actual storyline, why didn't you just make your own setting? To me, that's always part of the problem. You know, are you doing a disservice well, to... All right, Dan, if I came in here next Wednesday and said, all right, guys, I've got my own sci-fi fantasy RPG setting, and then we started playing it, and you like 10 minutes, you was like, dude, all you did was rip off Star Wars. Okay. Why did you rip off Star Wars? Exactly. Yeah. It, make it, something new. But that's a lot more work. When right. you want to still have that feel. Of, As I recall, I had like a week and a half to come up with that. Yeah, usually the way it works. <laughs> the um, advantage to running Star Wars is everyone already knows the world. Exactly. You don't have to, you don't have to do a bunch of back work. And right. is it lazy? Maybe. But you're also harnessing some of that passion that people have. And you know, I can understand you're not wanting to do it because it cheapens the, the whole experience. But I'm never going to be in an episode of Star Trek. I'm never going to be on a Star Wars movie. Accept that and move on. I don't know. You kind of you kind of look like an Andorian. I now think there's another problem. Be an Andorian. <laughs> now that you mentioned Star Trek, that brought up another problem. Uh, trying to run a Star Trek role playing game, let's say, when someone who's playing the game knows the setting better than you. Thinks they do, maybe. The thing is, it is determined by the caliber of person that knows if we're going to play a Star Trek game, and there's somebody who eat, breathe Star Trek you know, dresses up as the mother and everything, they shouldn't run it because I don't want right. to, I'm not going to run something that you know more of unless you're going to accept the fact that I may make some errors and then move on. Right. If you're going to nitpick everything that I do, well, then, then you, then it's then no you fun need, for anybody. Right. And you need to be running well, this game. Then you just to make sure you just need to make sure that that guy's character no. is in 10 forward when it rams the even, Klingon ship. Even <clears> that right. kind of person can't run the game because you are not playing that world 
in the fashion they believe it should be played because people build up so much passion, so much personal right, the investment, investment right. in it. This is the kind of person that I would also chase out of the group. Well, that's its own thing. I don't want some you know. dude dressed as Captain Picard sitting across from me at table. Oh, I think that would be oh, great. Cosplay? You're saying you'd kick out somebody for it? What if they were the best role player you've ever seen, but they liked the cosplay? No, actually, let and me go convention. one further. That would be rough, man. What if it was a woman who was super hot and a gamer who Acceptable. was cosplaying? Acceptable. acceptable. Oh, that's acceptable. Uh, okay. <laughs> Double standard. What, what, are, what, are, what are my uh, degrees of... Uh, what, 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 what are if, my odds of what taking this, this woman home if, after getting irrelevant? <laughs> no, let's, let's put it this way. What if, what if there was some other who looked like Nathan Fillion and dressed up as... Jason would rape him. And <laughs> sat down... What? Sat down at your Serenity game and played and said... Mm, and, or, and Sorry. Or what if it was Nathan Philly? What if it was Nathan Philly? <laughs> That's probably the kind of he would play. I was going to say, I, I could see him doing <laughs> you know, that. Or, you know, or what if what if Will Wheaton sat down and started playing Star Trek with you? You know? First, I'd smack him. I've never been a Star Trek kind of person. You know, I just like, but would you but would you say, hey, dude, get out of here? Eh, probably not. Well, Will Wheaton seems so cool. In general. I think I'd probably yes. hang out with, with, uh, with Will Wheaton. You know, okay. And nerd cool. Oh, okay. I think right. nerd yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's in the same vein as nerd hot. Right. <laughs> nerd cool is is a guy, and nerd hot is a chick, huh? Okay. You know, right. he's, he's not the Fonz. He's Will Whedon. <laughs> Dude, don't be bagging on the Fonz. Well, the Fonz okay. was cool. Let, Will Whedon, oh, nerd cool. Right, right. Let right. me let me advance this a little bit. Okay. You mean, so we've you mean got, bring it back or bring it back? <laughs> well, uh, um, well, one uh, game system we haven't talked about is Cthulhu, which is based off of a book. HP Lovecraft. Yeah. I think um, that most people. How many people at this table is, have read H.P. Lovecraft? I tried to buy an H.P. Lovecraft book. Sound off. Right? I've, yeah. I've never read have, any yeah. Lovecraft. Oh, I, I tried to buy an H.P. Lovecraft book, and I got it home, and I, I opened it up, and it, it turned out to be like other people writing short stories right. in right. the in world, the world yeah. of yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. So, and, and, Lovecraft and, and, fan fiction. Yes. Essentially, yeah. published yeah. fan fiction. Right. There is quite a bit of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's because yeah. he's been he dead did, for how he long? He was not right. that prolific of a writer. He only, I think in the end, he only wrote, I think, a total of like somewhere around 40 short stories. There's right. no Cthulhu novel. They're, they're just a bunch of short stories. Well, yeah, it's because he wrote that, for magazines. Right, because, and now people well, have that's taken where it sci-fi and run fantasy with it. Could, right. And horror could get published as a yeah. you know, magazine. Would you be opposed to a Cthulhu game? Books are okay with you, so Wheel of Time game would be okay with you. No, um, that book isn't very good. The RPG the ga- book, not game very good. Thrones? Game of Thrones game? Cthu- no, it's no. TV show now. No, I wouldn't. Oh. No. <laughs> no, because he all of those things... Cthulhu is very specific, and then there are no major players. You That's know? true. But okay. Everybody dies at the end. All right. What exactly. about what about Conan? Conan? I never. I didn't play. Uh, would Conan you Conan or Conan? Because Conan. Conan. Oh, I play an RPG Conan where I'm on a talk I'm not show. Gonna, I'm argue semantics. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I don't know. I'm always up to if semantics. you notice this or not, uh, that's what the forums are for. Right. Uh, a, <laughs> Con- a Conan game? Uh, if I if I said, dudes, we're going to play some Conan. Uh, who else besides Conan do you know in the in the? Yeah, who gets to play Conan? Yeah, I mean, one person plays Conan, see, the other that's... one plays Valeria, and uh, what? Ooh, I, I, I want to be Subutai. <laughs> not, no, not the movie. Oh, you can do it I want to play Ernie Reyes Conan from uh, Red Sonia. <laughs> After Conan's dead and you're safe, right? Because you're, right. you're, you're thinking what makes the game bad is that there's NPCs that are from the book. Or exactly. Movie. All right. So we've, we've discussed movies and books and things like that. Now, what about games that you absolutely refuse to play because of bad experiences? And I'll bring up the very first uh, one. Jason? What? Will you play my Dark Sun game? No. Why? Because I took the time to make a character. He was a mule. Which is a half dwarf, correct? Uh, yes. And 
I buy all my equipment. I wasn't told there were any restrictions. And then you say, and we're starting in prison, and you have an axe under your bed, and I'd be busting the door, and you chop my arm off. That's because they flipped your bed, man, and you and you had you, you had, didn't tell me we were starting in a prison. I, I wouldn't have you, bought any weapons. You, well, you, you, from what I remember of Dark Sun, your uh, your weapons weren't that great to begin with. They were mostly like bone weapons, anyway. No, I know. Like, but, I got this. Yeah. I, I had a bone Tooth. axe. I had a bone axe. My character had a bone axe under his cot. That sounds pretty. Great for starting equipment, right? But that was like all he had. He didn't tell us we were starting in a prison. And of course, every other time that we played or tried to play after that, we were all slaves. That's the way the game is set up. Well, maybe it is. And that's why I don't want to play it. See? And so (laughs) we're playing Star Wars. Okay. You elect to play a Wookiee, and I make you a slave. I will rip your arms off. <laughs> but I would be a Wookiee. You're a welder on the Death Star. No, I, I, I would be a Wookiee uh, scoundrel space pirate. That's my point. Mark, to this day, you say you refuse to play Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay because you rolled up your charcoal burner, and whenever you think of that game, that's what you think of. I think right, that's, that's happened it. That's happened to you twice, though, right, Mark? No, it was once. It was just the one time. It was, oh, the, it was, the, it was the, the crucial first time. So, the second time, uh, Eric, let me let me choose my character class. Much, it was much better. All right. So much like meeting new people, is a game's first impression important? I would say yes, definitely. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like I think any game setting or system can be improved upon by the people involved in the actual execution because of the, the there, game. There's been that plenty of games. Ways. I mean, because uh, right. there's, there's a the, lot of times where we go to Gen Con or whatever convention, and I purposefully expose myself to new games that's what i want to do i have a perfect example of this because i was thinking no i have no bad experiences alpha omega alpha omega is a fun game yeah but that guy ran a game and i have no desire to ever do it ever again hmm. what are you talking about you're talking about the guy that described everything game. yeah he was he was overly brutal yeah well everything. no he the guy ran it like he just found his thesaurus and he was trying to let us know what a master of the English language that he was. Oh, like Mark. <laughs> he was Canadian, so he probably also yeah. spoke French. You know, yeah, that's probably true. I'm, I'm sure. And I, and I read through the book afterwards. I'm like, yeah, this looks great. But he, I just he have, left a bad taste in yeah, your mouth. It's just in my mind. Right. You'll always, you know. Hey, you get Exactly. <laughs> Let that yeah. not reflect on Alpha mm. Omega. The book looks great. The system looks great. Well, the system is great, and um, you know it's. Once uh, I understood the system, I actually approved of it. Yeah. So it's pretty, something. It's pretty one weird. of those things that I, I I always look at and go, I'm going to do this next, and then I don't, and I really wish that I would. Fourth edition is sweet at like first and second level. It's pretty cool. That's a random comment. There's a but. There's <laughs> no, a but there. there let's, yeah. let's work through that. But what? But it sucks after that. Well, well it gets so. Fourth edition D and D gets very complicated. We've kind of run into this where you know you you have your powers, and if you don't know what your powers are, you're lost, and you have to have almost like a reference sheet for each power. Yeah, that's why they had the little powers cards, which I love that idea. No rifling through. Well, books. see the, th- the the thing about those cards is that they don't plug in your numbers for you. I mean, you can do it on the on the website where you put in your character, but on those generic cards that they tried to sell you, right. you would have to put in your own math, and it's and sometimes it's kind of tricky. Who wants to write on their cards? Because then you've got to go buy another card if you make another fighter. I like the concept, but... I it, don't. It, well, I mean, <laughs> re- refreshing abilities, okay, fine. But... Uh, I, they just did it to such a crazy extent that it's just way too overcomplicated for even level 10. You're like, what is going on? Right, because you've got powers, you've got feats. And you really 
I mean, yeah, you're, you have a ton powers, of abilities, daily powers, but right. it's just not satisfying. Was um, old D and D satisfying to you? I think uh, I don't know, and in various degrees. Is it because fourth edition isn't breakable? Is that why you can't find it fun? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! It's it's not breakable. It, uh, it's it's much more difficult than it's, three. Five. Yeah, it's pretty hard because it's everything's spelled out for you. I mean, you, you you can't just look at the book of feats and pick whichever ones you want. I think it's annoying because you have you specialize in a certain way to do something, and essentially when you break it down, it's one d ten plus four, and that's it. So it's just a random right. stat block, which is exactly the same stat block that the person sitting next to you is rolling. Now, I've only played 4th edition three or four times. I, mean, right. I played twice at Gen Con with you. Right. That was just so I could play with you. And then I played a couple times. Apparently, you've informed me that I have, and I don't remember doing that. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I was uh, there. I saw it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you but were there. I, I was opposed to playing 4th edition before it came out because I'm sick of the the editions coming out over and over again. So well, and that's, that's a, not that, really that's a, a topic for another well, show. But well, no, that's that's one. That's I think that's a lame idea. So I think that <laughs> falls into the, falls into the, our our subject nice and neatly. Or there's other games you're exposed to, and you're like, man, this game is this game kind of sucks. See, I've been, I've been racking my brain here trying to think of what what other games. Here's a, here's an example that, that will hit home close to home for you. We'll be on two sides of the fence here. Imagine that me and you DC Universe. I would never DC. play that because. The superheroes are established. They, and they cheated when they made them. <laughs> well, no, I'm talking about the DC universe. I'm not even talking mutants and masterminds. I'm talking, you know, any branded superhero game. Superhero game. Marvel right. Universe, DC right. Universe. They're, right. they're interchangeable. Well, it's yeah. it, because it's too easy to incorporate what's there. That kind of falls back to what I was saying. You know, it, with, a, with a superhero universe, you have a hell of a lot more than you do you with a TV or a movie universe where you can interject established characters and you kind of have to i think in in those universes otherwise what's the point right i remember we played uh dc universe i think it was just me and you and uh you were running the game yeah and i made a some lame ass batman knockoff mm. in gotham city you made a lame ass character i don't believe <laughs> <laughs> a knockoff character to less and, <laughs> right. surely not well it was i think his name was like bengal tiger or some crap and i bought a car that put tiger stripes on it and was he then hobnobbed with batman <laughs> was he related this sounds to bruce normal. wayne no no he's not i don't i don't, I don't, so. I don't remember this character at all hey bruce but, uh, I'm, I'm your distant cousin kenny it was, it was right down the street here. kenny wayne so, <laughs> kenny wayne <laughs> <laughs> so was this a bad experience you're saying? It wasn't really a bad experience, but I knew when we were doing it that it was wrong. Your hand <laughs> just felt wrong. From the very beginning, you're handcuffed unless we sit down to play the Justice League. And, and, then, you're, and then you're playing established... Pre-generated characters. Pre-generated characters. And of course, right. it would have to be you're playing Aquaman and Black Lightning. Man, and who gets screwed <laughs> with Aquaman? <laughs> That's another thing about my, my specific complaint about the current Unions of Masterminds version of the DC Universe. is like Aquaman is not as good as he should be. Martian Manhunter is really not as good as he should be. Yeah, Martian Manhunter. Batman, they cheated by over a hundred points when they made that character. But here's the thing: that's your opinion. Obviously, the creators, which was it was a panel of them, thought differently. And this is where you run into problems because you are personally invested in this IP. Yep, that's the best reason not to use it. Exactly. And that's why we, when, when we play Means of Masterminds 3rd Edition, if we ever move up to the next edition, 
we'll never do the DC universe. We'll do the vanilla. Well, I've really enjoyed our two years of mutants and masterminds and uh, making. Yeah, we played that for a long. It was a great campaign. That was fun. You're welcome for anyone. Yes, thank you, Mike. (laughs) Thank you, Michael. For anyone out there, the Hero High supplement for mutants and masterminds is a great way to absolutely cut your teeth on mutants and masterminds. Absolutely, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was pretty obvious that some of the characters we were running into were based on. Oh sure, guys from DC and Marvel and whatnot. See, and here's the thing: you have to have a group of people who are willing to invest the same amount of energy into it. If one of us did not want to play that game, chances are we wouldn't have had any fun in it. Yeah. You know? Right. And with it being a non book or movie or thing like that, we could kinda of, we had a lot more freedom. If it was set in the DC universe, there's always some ass who wants to well, you know what, my guy, I'm gonna go Wonder Woman. Or something like that. You know, Just make sure the Invisible Man's not on top of her. <laughs> right. That's that's like one of the oldest. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking the exact same thing. Oh, my bad. <laughs> you know, if anybody hey. could get into Wonder Woman's pants, it would be Barney from How I Met Your Mother. He would use the scuba diver. And <laughs> he may get a chance next year. Not the double frog Ooh. man, by the way. No. Wonder Woman. <laughs> You know, like I said, the, one, there's always one person who wants to go and kill Luke Skywalker or, you know, Deanna Troy or whatever, you know. See, see, th- those are the people that I'm not going to game with at all. I just won't get into aces and eights just just for spite. You're not invited. Go away. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, aces and eights isn't based on, I guess you could say it's collectively based on old West movies. There you go. Maybe. Well, so is John so, Ford. So what? I mean, m- most games are based on something. But well, I mean, it's, 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 we're it's talking all, about direct licensing, but it's what you choose to think that Aces and Eights is based you, on. I, I personally, Aces and Eights. It's not the Searchers. No, but yeah. I, per, I personally think that Aces and Eights is actually based on. It, while the the game world that who makes Aces and Eights? Kinzer and Company. Kinzer and Company. A great game, by the way. I think Jason knows none of the rules. I don't. <laughs> he I ran don't. the no game. No Eric all the looked rules. up the rules. Eric, Eric ran the. Eric did the crunch. I did the fluff. Right. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think the the thing about the the game world that they've got in the book, which you don't have to use. I mean, it's it's an alternate history Harry Turtle Dove type setting. If you look at the book, I think it's based on real world Old West history and technology. And oh, things like it's, that. it's and obvious that the guys who made Aces and Eights love the Old West. Sure. And they love Excel. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, all... You almost can't... You, you can't play that game without Excel. If right. you, complication if you, for the sake of complication. But, well, I don't think it's... It's not overly complicated. It's, it's, it's not very hero. granular. It is yeah, very but if, granular. If you like detail, if you like randomizing your character, that's the game for you. Mike's sitting over there like he's got something he wants to say. Nope. I'm good. <laughs> Great. Thanks for your input. Yeah, thanks. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing. <laughs> no, I'm pound for pound. <laughs> no, I think. Well, I think we love these genres for a reason. Jason loves Han Solo. It's easier for him to play Han Solo in Shadowrun. What? You know, to to play that archetype, to play the kind of person that Han Solo is. You can port these things to another. Well, yeah, but it doesn't feel as real. Well, I don't really think that's what I. But do, it's though. more genuine. So, you can't yeah. play Han Solo in Star Wars because he's Jason's done it there. many times. I do it he every time we play. Time. Time. Lance <laughs> Denier, he's a totally different guy. Lance, Mark, Vance. Let's get it right. There's all, more than the whole one. family, the, the, the extended yeah. family, all the way back to the old Republic. <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it could. But that kind of does a disservice to Han Solo when you're trying to do it. Pardon in, me, sir. I'm honoring it's Han true. Solo. No, yeah. you're not. It's it's like I'm not a cover band. We're a tribute band. Yeah, right. yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's right. That's, that's Which exactly. is worked. Yeah, it's a, a tribute band is just a cover band that only knows like eight songs. 
I like by the same guy. I like Star Wars. I like Han Solo. I don't want to play anything else when we play Star Wars. I mean, mm-hmm. if you don't want me to play, don't ask me. Nobody actually ever did. You just kept showing, <laughs> you showing up. <laughs> you know where we play. <laughs> I would like to think partially. I mean, a, a lot of this has to do with the rule systems that they choose to put into these games. Right. If they wanted to port, yeah. like Star Wars really started started to work when they put it into an established system. Before, it was a little I, wonky. Yeah, I, I, I remember the, you know, the West End game system. I didn't play as much as you guys did. I played a lot of West End. Yeah, going and you know talking to people online and things like that about the different systems, a lot of people say that the West End game system, once you got to a certain point, it really stopped. I mean, you it got ridiculous. Well, yeah, once you're once you're rolling more than seven dice, you you know you're not really going to fail much right. much of the time. So you get really ridiculous really fast. I was like, we played between my junior and senior year of high school. We played West End Star Wars every day. We all met over at my place and we played West End Star Wars. <laughs> we were unemployed, you know. <laughs> we expands, had West End books. Uh, work expands to fill the day. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently, I'm going to start working on a uh, Lord of the Rings game, and Mike's going to play because I was always under the impression that Mike would never play. Ooh, well, how ooh. about we Old Republic it? Old Republic, the uh, uh, Middle Make Earth, it just a few thousand years beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, before we can still the hang out with Elrond. I have to yeah. read the Silmarillion or whatever it is. Oh my god. On games like that, is I won't run them, but I'll always play them. That's kind of like a uh, respect thing, I guess. But uh, like, I've been sitting here for half an hour trying to think of what game I uh, absolutely will play, not play. And I don't think there is one, but I do know I, I have an aversion to Star Trek. I really like Star Trek, but I've yet to have a good experience i just can't put my finger on it but star trek definitely don't like i'm just trying to establish here that dan is right on this topic <laughs> all just need to get on board with it. dan does not believe what he's saying um, i do Ever. know an awesome game that was based off of a movie all right go teenage moon ninja turtles i've never played that game but no. i've heard it was fun Oh my god! Uh, I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, dude. Yes. You, Actually, that's played... based off oh, a comic is. book because right. yeah. Turtles oh, right. was a comic book, right. which is a spoof of Daredevil. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that? Yeah, it's like in the, the original Turtles comic. There's a truck accident with some chemicals. Kid gets hit in the eyes, and then the ooze goes down a storm drain and lands on turtles. But yeah, isn't it? It was the Mutant Ninja Turtle game where you could uh, you could play mutated animals and things like that. Right? Yeah. Yes. Turtle power. I mean, all you need to know is mutated camel. Are we are we establishing <laughs> here that Deuce has some kind of furries affection? Uh, no, no. See, I, I, ain't no fur on turtles. What, it's uh, just so not not serious that it's fun. Well, oh, and, and that, right. you know, fun funny games, one offs, and things like that's, that's a whole. Other, we have to play Ghostbusters topic. just so Dave will play. Well, apparently, uh, that, that thing <laughs> is expensive too. So, well, make what, one up. Original? He won't know. What'd you do with your old one? That was yours, Michael's. It fell apart the first time we played it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was. Wow. It was made. Um, it was the that old was really TSR cheap. product quality. No, was it, it, TSR? Was, it was not wasn't TSR. TSR. No, it was West End Games. Oh hmm. well, this <laughs> claim stands. I think that's kind of where we're going to wrap it up here. See you next time, Gamers Table. Bye, bye. You have been listening to Gamers Table, brought to you by Side Tangent Productions. Visit us at www.gamerstable.com. Products and intellectual properties discussed during this podcast are the properties of their respective owners. This production is for entertainment purposes only. Any commercial broadcast is prohibited without the express consent from Side Tangent Productions.